to Figures in the Dark, the podcast where we tell stories of all things murderous, paranormal, and terrifying that go on in the dark. My name is Tori. My name is Taylor Shea. Welcome back to our podcast. Welcome back. So today's a bit of a different day for us. So normally what we do is like our regular cases and things like that. And obviously, like like our intro says, we talk about all things murderous, paranormal, and terrifying that go on in the dark. Today's mm-hmm. more of a paranormal day. Yes. So I've been promising for a little while that for spooky season, I'm going to sit down and record all of my ghost stories because mm-hmm. I grew up in a haunted house and have experienced a lot of haunted things. So we're probably going to be doing that around September time mm-hmm. so that it can be released during spooky season. Yes. But to kind of kick off... All of this because, like, as we've been talking about for, like, the past month, I just want it to be fall. I'm tired of summer. I'm tired of the heat. I don't like it. I don't care what anybody thinks of me by being, like, I don't want to be in summertime anymore. I know usually for the most part people are very big on, like, summertime Mm -hmm. and, like, we're, like, waiting for it and, like, especially people who live... Which, like, I never understood this. My parents are very much these people that, like, they live in the Northeast and they mm-hmm. hate winter. And, like... I don't understand that. Like, why would you choose to live in the Northeast if you hate winter? Like, exactly. if you're going to live in the Northeast, we have all four mm-hmm. seasons here. We're not like California or Florida where no. we're rain and then sun. It literally is... You have distinctive winter. fall, winter, summer, yes. you know, but I mean, granted, with global warming, it's getting yes. a little less. But, but I, like, we are a very pro-fall household. Yes. If anyone has ever been in our apartment, any listeners mm-hmm. who have, which I think there are maybe two of you, <laughs> like, you know our apartment is very, like, the first level of our apartment is very, like, orange, green, yes. like, fall colors. Like, yep. you see in Walmart, like, those mm-hmm. muted colors. Yes. But then upstairs, where the pod room is and my bedroom is, mm-hmm. is very, like, dark, more spooky. Mm-hmm. Regardless, it's still a very fall vibe. You walk in and you expect fall from us. And, like, we are very fall people. We like fall flavors. We love Mm -hmm. spooky movies. Like, it is our time when we are genuinely living. we have a fucking true crime podcast. Yes. Like... We are creepy, spooky people. Like, my... On my door, I can literally look at my door right now. I have a little art piece from a woman who makes little ghosts. Yes. The podcast is... Yes. The pod room is decorated with little ghosties. Our mascots are ghosties. Exactly. Like, we are very spooky people, so we're ready for pumpkin season. We are ready for fall. Pumpkin cold brew from Starbucks. Oh my god, I cannot wait. But because we've been, like, talking about this for a while, about, like, we just want it to be fall, I was in full fall mood and decided today I'm going to tell you guys ghosty stories. I'm excited. About a specific place. So, we're going to talk about the figures in the dark of the Dakota. Okay. Oh, I like how you put our uh, our put our podcast yes. name in there. It's cute. So Love they that. have their own little figures there and their own little ghosties happening. So I'll just kind of get us started with talking about the Dakota. Mm-hmm. So the Dakota is a gorgeous luxury apartment building in New York City located on the corner of Central Park West and 72nd Street. So the Dakota is a building all of its own. Architecturally, it's a bit hard to describe, but this building's feature features a steep roof, dormer windows, corner pavilions, and gables. So the building is mostly described as a mix between German Renaissance and Gothic Revival. Mm-hmm. However, it doesn't fully fall uh, to any one aesthetic and considered really a style entirely its own. Mm-hmm. So when people talk about the Dakota and like its architecture, it is very much like one of a kind. It, I just looked at a picture of it. It really yeah. is. It kind of reminds me of anyone's seen um, like Buckingham Palace. It kind of yes. reminds me of Buckingham Palace. Like it, definitely... it looks like very castley, very mansiony, yes. and being in New York City. Mm-hmm. That's not obviously the common architecture. No. And like this building definitely when it was built, it was built to feel like luxury. It was built to make you feel like royalty. Mm -hmm. So 
The building's founder, Edward Cabot Clark, who is also the founder of the Singer Sewing Machine, mm -hmm. wanted oh, wow. the building to be apartments specifically for the wealthy and upper class in New York City. Okay. So from the start, he set out to have this be a very exclusive building. Mm -hmm. This was never going to be a building that any common folk could live in. Which I feel like if that, I feel like normally when that, I hear stories of haunted mm -hmm. places, they normally start off as that. Yes. You that either I mean? it's that the place has like a tragic history and backstory, or it is a place that was built specific yes. with exclusivity in mind and for the wealthy mm -hmm. luxury all of that definitely so the construction of the dakota began on october 25th 1880 and took a full four years to oh, build wow. as construction did not finish until october 27th of 1884 mm -hmm. so originally it was built with 65 luxury apartments each of which had rooms inside of them ranging from four to 20 rooms each Whoa, okay, wait, so each apartment yes. had 4 to 20 rooms. Yes. 20 rooms. Yes. That Not is, like bedrooms, but rooms. But still, but think about it. Even yes. if you think of our apartment, we have the kitchen, the living room, the pod room, your room, my mm -hmm. room, the office, office, the bathroom. Yep. And not kind of the hallway. That's seven rooms. Yes. So, like, 20 rooms? That's 20 a whole-ass house. I don't think yes. my parents' house even has that many fucking rooms. Exactly. Like, this that's was crazy. with luxury Damn. And I, I kind of like it, though. Like, even though it's built for luxury, I like how that there was a range of luxury. Like, four yes. rooms is still, like, a normal, like, one-bedroom <laughs> apartment these days. Yes. But you can go all the way from, like, it reminds me of, like, penthouse. Like, I'm yes. assuming that the more, the better ones are probably on the top level. Maybe. Kind of. Like, they were pretty staggered throughout, okay. but these apartments were definitely sometimes built with particular res residents uh, in mind. Okay. Makes and sense. other ones were built with, like, the height of luxury. Mm. So the Dakota was also built with service elevators and servant stairs for each to be able to go to each individual kitchen, oh, each wow. apartment privately. Okay. So Clark's vision for the building was to have each apartment have all of the amenities that were sought after in houses of the time, mostly as because during this time, wealthy folks tended to live in single-family houses across the city. So he wanted these apartments to be able to provide the same amenities that they were already accustomed to having. So sorry, don't, don't mean to backtrack. So the yes. servants' quarters, were like the servants' stairs, were yes. they all connected to every apartment? They were. They had servant stairs that went to every apartment. But kitchen. so let, let's say like you were in apartment one and apartment two. If could a servant go in the same stairwell from apartment one to apartment two? I don't two? believe so. Okay. I think it was all different sets of stairs, but they had a centralized kitchen on the main floor. Gotcha. So it could be like a hotel where you could order room service and they could bring it okay. up your servant stairs to your direct kitchen. Okay, that's that's kind of cool because I um the only reason mm -hmm. I asked is because I feel like having servant stairs that lead to yes. every single apartment could lead to a lot of crime very yes. quick. Anyway continue exactly like that was my first thought too because mm. then i thought of like only murders in the building yes and, like, exactly stuff like that but no they like they went ham with this i think like if i remember correctly they had like dumb waiters like they had oh. all kinds of stuff in this apartment building because oh yes I, I did put it in here so the dakota was also built with dumb waiters into each unit so the main kitchen could send meals up to the apartments whenever requested awesome as well as they had something that was very rare for the dakota at the time which was central heating oh wow yes. and this is in the 1880s yes damn central heating they had a in-building gym and a playroom, each located on the 10th floor of the building. So that was the very top floor. Okay. So these public spaces, however, would later be turned into more apartments, but it was very rare at this time for apartment or even luxury apartment buildings to have common spaces mm -hmm. like gyms and playrooms yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. 
So the Dakota was also built with a private lawn, garden, multiple tennis courts, and a private co- croquet lawn. Yeah, like tennis and croquet. Come on, bougie yes. bitches. Bougie, very mm. 1800s luxury. Yeah. So they also originally had a two-story stable unit that was bu- built onto the property, but as the time changed and cars became more widely available, they turned the stables into a two-story garage that was used all the way up until 2007. Oh, wow. So it was built very well. Damn. Awesome. So although the Dakota was originally built to have 65 apartments, it now currently has 103 apartments across the 10 floors of the building. Okay. Okay. So, however, most concerning about the building is that the Dakota was never built with fire escapes. I love that. The architect of the building did not want to disrupt the building's aesthetics, so they were never built. I mean, I guess, I mean, in a weird fucked up way, like, I guess, you know, we literally say burn the rich. I mean, this, I may have taken that a little too seriously. A little bit too literal, but also, like, because we are bougie bitches, me especially. I am very bougie. I am all for aesthetic. I get Which it. Is a problem for I me. mean, I get it. And I feel like that's not the first time I've heard of a nice mm-hmm. building, yes. like, sacrificing the resident's safety yes. for aesthetics. Yes. You know However, I mean? they did try to attempt to compensate for this by building the Dakota out of fire-resistant material and creating an extra indoor, er, extra indoor staircases. However, without fire escapes, there is still a high likelihood that if a fire were to break out and spread rapidly, that it would not be possible for all of the people in the building mm-hmm. to evacuate safely. Yeah. So... Just to keep that in mind, that that is a forever thing for the Dakota, is that it is not truly a fire-safe building. Which is terrifying. But, so, we're going to switch gears a little bit and um, kind of, like, talk a little bit more about the residents there and, like, the building itself. So, the historic building absolutely did what Clark had intended to, as over the 138 years that it has been open, it has been highly sought after by many of the most rich and even famous over the years. So, the hotel, or the apartment complex, has been known to be a beacon for artists and celebrities alike. Some of the most notable people to have lived there over the years have been Lauren Bacall, Boris Karloff, Joe Namath, and Judy Garland. Oh, wow. So the board of the Dakota over the years has grown the reputation of being extremely exclusive and has denied several different influential people over the years. So in 2005, a previous resident was attempting to sell their condo to Antonio Banderas and Melanie Griffith, but the board rejected them and they couldn't make the sale. Oh, wow. Like, that's how exclusive they are that they told Antonio Banderas and Melanie Griffith, no. Mm -hmm. Wait, um, I'm going to sound really stupid. Who are they? Uh, Antonio Banderas was Zorro, or also the voice of Puss in Boots, and Melanie Griffith, um, is Dakota Johnson's mom. Oh! Okay, yeah. Yeah. Got you. So, yeah, they were rejected. Um, other notable people that have been rejected over the years have been Billy Joel, Carly Simon, Gene Simmons, and Dennis, uh, who the paper cup baron of America. Oh, wow. Yes. So they are very exclusive. Yeah. I mean, the paper cup baron of America. How dare he? <laughs> How dare you reject him? He is the paper cup baron. I feel so bad with the whole time when I was like the paper cup baron of America. All I could think of was like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the like Abe Froman, the sausage <laughs> king of Chicago. <laughs> Literally, that is all that my brain was Love going that through. For it was you. like, Abe Froman? Love Abe Froman? Love that for you. <laughs> so, this building, very exclusive. But although this building is highly sought after by the affluent, it has also been for years rumored to be cursed. Okay. So, many believe that the first victim of the Dakota curse could have been the founder of the building himself. So, Edward Cl- Cabot Clark, um, 
he died in 1882, so two years before the building was ever finished. Mm-hmm. Um, he was 70 years old, and obviously he passed before the Dakota ever opened. However, the building was constructed to have an apartment built specifically for him, although he never had a chance to live in mm. it. So some people kind of think that that could be part of it, is that he never got a chance to actually live in the building that he and the apartment he built for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so another victim allegedly reported to have fallen victim to the curse would be Peter Tchaikovsky. So the composer applied to live there before the building was finished and had been approved by the Dakota's board to be able to move in once construction had ceased. But however, he never got to live in his intended unit as he died in 1883. So the official cause of his death that is listed was cholera. However, many over the years have been suspicious of the circumstances of his death. And some have theorized that he did not die of cholera, but had taken his own life instead. Mm -hmm. So because I was curious, I did the smallest amount of research as to why people have theorized this. And the reasons that I found was that scholars have been proposing this idea as they believe that Tchaikovsky's death Um, that before Tchaikovsky's death, he was at risk of being outed as gay to prominent Russian figures. So they believed that the college that Tchaikovsky had went to formed a court of honor that basically pressured him into committing suicide rather than tarnish his and and Russia's reputation. Holy shit. Damn. I mean, if you think about it, it was the 1900s. Things were were not, you know were not very like clear savvy exactly he died in 1883 in the 1800s and the late 1880s would not have been a time where people would have accepted even though he was an incredible composer they probably would not have accepted or tolerated him being gay russia as we know famously has had a lot of very anti-queer and even as of yes this year oh absolutely they have a long history of homophobia and anti-gay policies Mm -hmm. and things like that so given that clearly being gay in russia is not something that is considered acceptable it does make sense that this Mm -hmm. court of honor could have existed which i thought was really fucked up to think like oh yeah you're the alumni of your college and this is tchaikovsky like one of the most famous Mm -hmm. composers that could ever exist and you're literally going to pressure him into suicide because you'd rather him be dead than gay but you know I digress. Mm-hmm. So more fuel to the curse ru- rumors fire comes from the, uh, of course, one of the most cursed films of all time, Rosemary's Baby. People point to the movie being cursed due to its subject matter being about the Antichrist's conception. Mm-hmm. So in the movie, they filmed the outside of the Dakota as the building uh, that the movie's plot would take place in. So the things that point to this as evidence of the film being cursed is that shortly after the film, the film's composer, um, Chris... I'm not going to pronounce this correctly. Uh, Krizlat Komita fell into a coma in a very eerie coincidence that mirrors the situation that happened in the book that the the film is based off of. Mm -hmm. As well as William Castle, the producer of the movie, had a bout of severe kidney stones. And while in the hospital, he had hallucinations about the movie. And of course... The director, Roman Polanski, was married to Sharon Tate at the time that he directed this movie, and because of this film, she ended up becoming obsessed with the occult and did a lot of research about the occult. And of course, very tragically, Sharon Tate was murdered by the Manson family. Damn, so Rosemary's Baby is just like not a good No. Not a good It thing. is one of considered like one of the most cursed films that have ever existed. Have you ever seen it? Oh yeah. Rosemary's Baby, The Exorcist, and The Poltergeist mm-hmm. all have, like, which I'm going to actually end up covering not only The Curse Ooh, of the Poltergeist, nice. but also, like, some of, like, the true crime that oh, goes along so with it. I'm so excited about that. So, like, cursed films absolutely exist, and, like, people, like, 
people throw all the time that like certain oh the Amadou horror movie like there are so many different things that people like point to as being like cursed as films wise Rosemary's Baby is like one of the most like cursed films um right up there with like The Omen and stuff like that so given that the outside of the building in Rosemary's Baby they filmed to be the Dakota mm -hmm. people think that maybe I mean, it makes Baby's sense curse could also be part of the Dakota curse. well I mean it makes sense but I feel like any house that's you know the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house yeah. or stuff like that they always like mm -hmm. great I've never seen that movie which is on my list of ones to watch yep. like I feel like anytime there's a there's a house that's very that's like that that's mm -hmm. very like oh this is in the film like you said the Amity yes. the Horror House like shit like that like anytime yeah. anytime there's something in a scary movie it, people are like oh that has bad bad juju yes. which makes sense I believe it's that it's a lot of bad energy that you're tying to something and like the Dakota although is a very beautiful building it does have like some eerie like yes gothic revival look yep, to it definitely. so it makes sense not only why they chose it to film as like where the movie would take place like outside wise they didn't film in the Dakota they just filmed the outside of the yeah. Dakota saying that was the apartment building that all these events would be taking mm -hmm. place in but I I can see how it could still mm -hmm. bring some bad energy there 100% and like Another person that they attribute to the Dakota curse is the actress Judy Holliday. Mm -hmm. So Holliday was best known for her roles in movies Born Yesterday and It Should Happen to You. So Holliday lived at the Dakota for over 10 years. She moved into apartment 77 in 1953 and stayed there until her ultimate death in 1965 due to breast cancer at the very young age of 43. Oh, wow. So some of the more looser connections to the Dakota curse that have also been postulated has been Marilyn Monroe. Okay. So Marilyn Monroe did a photo shoot in the Dakota in Judy Holiday's apartment. So, and as everybody knows, the circumstances of Marilyn's death are very unusual and have been speculated, and there's been speculation since the day she died that she did not die of like a simple drug overdose, mm -hmm. but that it was murder. So Judy Garland uh, is also suspected to be part of the cursed, as Judy did live at the Dakota for a, numbers of, a number of years and also died tragically due to a drug overdose on June 22, 1969, when she was 47. So Garland had struggled with uh, substance use disorder for the majority of her life, and um, as she unfortunately was an actress during the time when studios were just pumping their yeah. actors full of drugs day and night and would keep them working and force them to look in specific ways, like, um, one of the podcasts that I totally recommend is Badlands, so mm -hmm. it, like, scratches every itch I have when it comes to, like, true crime and Hollywood stuff. Oh, nice. So they literally only cover, like, the scandalous true crime or, like, bad shit that goes on with nice. celebrities, and I recently listened to the Judy Garland episode that he did, and, like, hearing about... That her being literally 16 years old mm -hmm. and being so pumped through of, like, literal stimulants yep. and, like, all of these crazy pills that she was on all the time mm -hmm. is just so wild and, like, so sad to me. Like, I've had, I have a specific family member that I'm not going to mention which one who always, like, whenever I talk about Judy Garland, like, calls her, like, an old whore. And I was like, okay. It makes me so angry because, like, Judy Garland, if she ever even had to do those things, she was 16 when she mm -hmm. started working. She clearly was a child victim yes, of Hollywood. Yes, 100%. So, like, I have, like, a really soft spot for Judy Garland and, like, just hearing that she lived there and, mm -hmm. like, her whole life story and how tragic it is. Like, 
I could also see it just being like, oh yeah, if we're gonna do the like the like the Joker curse, like if anybody who even slightly touches this role, like curse mm-hmm. something bad happens, I'll be like, absolutely, the Dakota cursed it cursed Judy Garland. Mm-hmm. No, love it. I love her so much. <laughs> but the most widely known tragedy to be attributed to the Dakota curse would be the assassination of John Lennon. Yeah. So John Lennon and his wife Yoko Ono moved to their apartment in the Dakota in 1973 and lived there until his death. So John was horrifically shot by Mark David Chapman on December 8th, 1980 in the archway of the Dakota's exterior. Mm -hmm. So so this is where we're going to shift a little bit from the Dakota curse to the Dakota potentially taking its inhabitants' lives in in horrific ways and instead shift to to its own figures in the dark and Mm -hmm. like its own little ghosties. Mm -hmm. So given that this place has been the site of multiple famous folks' endings, this building is reportedly notoriously haunted. Mm -hmm. So over the years, there have been numerous reports from residents of the Dakota, construction workers, and even employees uh, have witnessed hauntings Mm -hmm. and haunted happenings there. So one report of ghosts in the Dakota that have been circulated over the years is residents have reported to have seen a little blonde girl dressed in period clothing greeting people in the lower level windows of the building. Ooh, that's creepy as fuck. Super creepy. So one person was quoted as saying, a beautiful blonde girl suddenly appeared wearing high white stockings, patent leather shoes with silver buckles, and a yellow taffeta dress. They said that she was bouncing a red ball and said to them, it's my birthday, then walked down the hall bouncing the ball and disappeared. That's, oh, fuck no. Mm -hmm. So creepy. So other residents have said that they have seen objects moving around their apartment or on their own and objects being moved to places that they had never put them. Some of the things that have been moved around have also even been extremely heavy items like furniture and rugs. Oh, wow. Yeah. So residents have reported often hearing footsteps and odd noises that they cannot find explanations for. So one resident, Frederick Weinstein, said that he was once, uh, when he was walking home one night and from the outside of the building, he saw lights on in his apartment, which was highly unusual as no one was home. But what was even odder was that the lights that he looked at looked like and looked to be a chandelier, which he didn't have a chandelier hanging in his apartment. So when he went inside, his apartment was not only like, there was no lights on and there were no lights on in the unit, but as he already knew, there was no chandelier in his unit. But he began to inspect the ceiling where he had seen the lights coming from and did find that there were bolts in that exact same place that pointed to a chandelier having once hanged there. Oh, fuck no. Mm-mm. Yeah. So on one unit uh, that is also reported to be extremely haunted is Unit 77, which was Judy Holiday's apartment. So after she passed, painters and construction workers came to work on the unit before it was relisted. And while they were there, all reported, all of them reported extreme feelings of being watched when they would work there, as well as they saw what they described as an apparition of a person with a man's body, but a young boy's face. Ooh, that li- mm. like doesn't mm, that just give mm, you a little mm, they're chills? like n- not little chills like it- listen okay they're ugh. okay i'm a fucking scaredy cat like yeah. as much as i love spooky shit mm-hmm. i i don't fuck with spirits ghosts hauntings like i'll watch any horror movie that a yeah. slasher film like so- 
okay, put this way, Saw is my, Saw franchise is my favorite type of horror movie. Yeah. I love gory horror movies. However, mm-hmm. I have, I refuse to watch The Exorcist, so mm-hmm. anything like that yeah. without somebody in the room. Tay made me a whole list of the horror movies I have to watch. <laughs> a lot of them are like The Exorcist, like all those classic horror movies I've never seen. Yeah. I'm Even though they're old, I'm refusing to watch them on my own because I don't fuck with that shit. <laughs> Listen, anything that like... Anytime a face is different yeah. than the body, like, no. that shit freaks me the fuck out. So creepy. Out. But also, side note, so this list that I gave her is three pages long. Oh, um, there was 68 movies on there. Yeah. And these were all movies that, like, some of them aren't even movies I like. They're just movies that I think are important to the genre. And I'm like, you just have to know about them mm-hmm. because you have to know their impact on the genre. Yes. So, like... The only ones I didn't include on there were any found footage horror movies because, like, both me and you are not a fan. No. It's my least favorite genre. I don't care what anybody says. You can like what you like, but I hate it. Mm-hmm. I think it's so boring. It's so overdone. It's and so, it makes like, my brain hurt. I can't focus. No. The shaky cam thing, I hate it. I think I don't like it. It is not my style of mm-hmm. filmmaking yeah. whatsoever. But, like, yeah. there. Were, I think I put The Conjuring on there, so that's probably yes. a movie you're not going to watch nope. alone. Oh, yeah. Like, no. My two favorite, like, horror movies, like, my favorite are either paranormal. Yes. Or psychological thrillers that, like, mess with... Like, my favorite horror movie in the entire world is Midsummer. Yes. So, like, I have problems. Yeah, and I, I don't... Like, I think... I forgot the word paranormal, but paranormal... I don't fuck with paranormal stuff. No. Like, I think one of the first things I said to you when I moved in with you was, mm-hmm. you are not to bring a Ouija board in here, and you don't yeah. fuck with spirits in here. I said, if you do, you put a salt line across my door and your door. Yes. We don't fuck with that shit. So, luckily, like, since we've been living here, I've only had, like, maybe, like, one or two ghosty experiences mm-hmm. that have happened here. Really, I don't think this place has, no. like, any haunting going on on our side, which, like, I think we've mentioned before, we live literally right across from a cemetery. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that we have much going on no. here at this house. My old apartment, totally haunted. My parents' house, super haunted. My first apartment, super haunted. The townhouse I lived in in college, super haunted. Like, I have experienced so much haunted shit everywhere mm-hmm. I go. But also, I like to tell people, I'm like, I don't really think it's necessarily locations that are haunted. It's me. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, to to swing back to the case, because, yeah. like, you know, as we digress, yes. I don't fuck with, like, the body being, like, that is one, yes. I, that is one of my... A man's body... But a boy's face. I literally... Okay, there's something about in a movie when... Mm-hmm. Even if it's, like, a jump scare, like... Yes. The first thing that pops in my head is in Lord of the Wi- Lord of the Rings. Yeah. When Bilbo Baggins is talking to Frodo about the ring, and he mm-hmm. just, like, freaks out and his face goes different. That yes. has scared the shit out of me for years. I am 24 I years old, <laughs> and I will honestly say, yeah. as true as I said here, if you show me that at night, yes. I will not sleep. Like, I don't fair, fuck fair. with that type of shit. Like, if your face is different than your body... No. no, no, no. It just, there's something in my brain that, I don't know what happened to me as a child that psychologically damaged me, but well, I don't I think fuck with that. I completely reasonable, and, like, although this is a separate tangent that, like, I probably should digress from, but to, like, give some context. So, like, one of my favorite shows ever is this show called The Dead Files. Mm-hmm. It's fucking hysterical. Literally the entire, well, it's hysterical to me because me and my old roommate used to make so much fun of this show. Although I love it, like, I genuinely would love to, I would die to meet them. But the show is ridiculous in concept. It's literally, there is a paranormal investigator, a me, a psychic medium who goes to a haunted location and, like, tells what mm-hmm. she finds. And her partner, who that she never speaks to during the investigation of a case, is a retired New York City police homicide oh detective who goes and researches the property and finds out if, like, deaths or tragic stuff mm-hmm. have happened there. So, like, this show, I recommend it. I love it so much. But one of the things that I learned from Amy Allen, the psychic medium, was that, because she will explain what she sees when she's going through these houses, and a lot of times she does see 
like a body with like a different face or like all of these mm. things that are like or like people who were normal regular people when they died but that are presenting themselves as ghosts as these like oh. creepy entities that are like bleeding from the ceilings oh, or like yeah like different types of weird shadow beings so the way she described it and like that always like made sense to my brain and that i've seen stuff like this too is that sometimes when a person dies and they were kind of like scary or mean people to begin okay, with okay the inside shows that as well as like they can choose how they want to present themselves okay, to you makes sense. and if they purposely want to horrify you or scare you they may choose a presentation mm-hmm. that is particularly scary yeah so that's kind of what I think of when I hear mm-hmm. of these things. But another one of the most spotted ghosts of the Dakota has been suggested as being the founder, Edward, Edward Cabot Clark himself. So one electrician that worked on the Dakota multiple occasions in the 1930s had said that on four separate occasions when he was working in the basement, he saw an apparition that he described as a man with a short beard, a large nose, wearing wire glasses and a wig. Mm-hmm. So the electrician said that on these occasions, the ghost always glared at him when he was working in the basement. And on one of these occasions the fig- that the figure was glaring at him, he took off the wig he was wearing and shook it angrily in the electrician's face. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes. Super creepy, but also kind of does make it kind of point to me that it probably could be the founder because it's like, you're doing shit that I don't mm-hmm. want you to be doing yeah. or that I didn't approve of you doing yeah. in my building. Yeah, and like, true. Yeah, but like... Did he wear wigs? Yes. Okay. No, yes, I, was, I was like, what? <laughs> yes, he did. And, like, during that time, true, a lot of true, 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 yeah. did. So, yes. So, one of the spots of the Dakota uh, that is most often reported to be extremely haunted is the basement itself. So, obviously, the electrician's experience is one of the accounts that people point to most often, as well as multiple employees and residents alike have said that they have seen Clark over the years in the basement. So another tale that tends to be pointed to, um, to that would be that a por- a porter who worked at the Dakota often reported that he would see objects moving around on their own in the basement. And during one of these times he was discussing this with a resident, he offered to bring the resident down to the basement to see for himself. So when they were down there, the both of them said that they saw a heavy metal bar fly across the room, nearly hitting the employee. Oh, Jesus. So they claimed that the bar flew across the room and landed right at the porter's feet. So they said that when they went to move the bar and get it out of the way, it was too heavy for the two of them to move. Oh, my God. So, like, that to me says that that is a lot of strength Mm -hmm. for a ghost. Like, that takes so much energy for Mm -hmm. them to do. Super spooky. But one of the more unique tales of the hauntings at the Dakota actually comes from John Lennon himself. Mm -hmm. So he had made several reports during the years uh, that he lived there to have multiple different supernatural events occur there. So one of which was that he said that he was looking out the windows one night and spotted a UFO from his apartment. As well as John Lennon himself said that he witnessed a, uh, witnessed ghost activity in the building. So he said that he had repeatedly met what he described as a crying lady ghost. Mm-hmm. And he would see her lurking in old hallways of the building, usually crying. Mm-hmm. So, and one of the more unusual things that is kind of spooky to note was that Lennon had predicted his own death on multiple occasions. Oh, I've heard that before. So he had even stated in interviews that he believes that he would either be, in his words, popped off by some loony or die in a plane crash. So, which as we know, he was tragically gunned down by a madman at the Dakota. 
So also creepily, Lennon told multiple people all the way back to when he was still a member of the Beatles that he genuinely believed that he would not make it to 40 years old, and Lennon was killed just two months after his 40th birthday. Oh, mm-mm. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like I've heard celebrities say shit yes. like that before. Like, yeah. some people just have this sense where they know. Yeah. Like, Amy, Amy Winehouse, I mm-hmm. love her so much. She said all the time she didn't think that she was Mm. going to live very long and that she was going to have a short life. Heath Ledger said he didn't think he was Mm. going to live very long. Like, always makes me very sad. But, like, there Mm. are so many celebrities who died tragically young that would say these things. And John Lennon was absolutely one of them. So, although John Lennon himself reported multiple times that the building was haunted, it's even more unique that the same man who would say that he saw ghosts there has been spotted as a ghost there himself. Oh, wow. So multiple people have said that they have spotted him leaning against the south entrance's archway wearing a white flared suit. So, which this location is sadly where he was killed. I mean, that makes sense. Yes. Makes complete sense. Others have also said that at times that they have seen him, that they when they see him, they see this eerie light surrounding him. And one of the most lo- notable of all is his late wife, Yoko Ono, has said that on numerous occasions since he has died, she has seen John's ghost playing the piano in their apartment. And during one of these times, he spoke to her and said, do not be afraid. I am here with you. Oh, stop. Oh, my God. So that is the Dakota and their hauntings. It is rumored to be cursed. Mm -hmm. It's apparently taken down multiple celebrities, including John Lennon himself. Wow. That this building is extremely haunted not just by the founder of the building but by mm-hmm. they don't really like i couldn't find any real stories to explain the like the little girl mm-hmm. or like the creepy boy man but think, thing but, but think about it lady. but think about it here like you know how like there could have been just a a, a rich like yeah. heiress or something who got killed by her husband or died in childbirth or yes you know what i mean like or, it's it's like lived a long age but had parts of their life that were their worst parts of life or even think about what what happened before the dakota like like a Mm -hmm. a young girl could have died because of cholera or whatever in that area before the dakota was there and she's like oh fuck like how many times like the place we used to work at the shelter we used to work at it was used to be a cholera hospital yeah and so people said they saw little kids Mm -hmm. they saw old people like it's because they died there Oh, but yeah. right now, that, that's not currently a cholera hospital, obviously. Obviously, it's a DV shelter. Yeah. Well, one of the creepiest times in my enti- entire life was one of the residents of that shelter, her son, who was, like, he could have, he was no more than, like, seven years old, he literally woke up screaming in the middle of the night, saying that there was an old man in their room staring at them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, I think I almost pissed myself on the Yeah, it's, this. yeah, it's, so it's, you know, I think a lot of the ghosts are... You know, people who either died around the area, died in the yes. building, or even could it, it even could be, like, related to, let's say that little girl, she died when she was, like, five or six, and then her parents moved in there afterwards. Yep. She followed them and stayed there because that's where her parents stayed. Exactly. You know like, what I mean? Like, could be a number of things. That's why I also, like, don't always get upset when, like, you can't fully point mm-hmm. to a tragedy that happened for there to be a cause yeah. for a particular type of haunting, because I think, like... Buildings themselves sometimes hold the energy yes. of the people who 100%. live there and what happens there. And, like, we've talked about it, like, when we went through our terrible roommate situation and when they moved out, like, we could still feel that person's yep. energy here. But now that we've done so much work and, like, changed so mm-hmm. much of the house, you do not feel yep. that energy here ever again. And that was very purposeful of us, too. Yes. Like, if you don't, 
if you don't purposefully put that energy into mm-hmm. it and make a change purpose, like yes. in, in, with intent of changing the energy, mm-hmm. it doesn't change. No. You can, you can make, you can like fix up, paint the walls, whatever. Mm-hmm. It won't change unless you do that active spiritual work, the yes. shadow work as one could say, you know what I mean? Exactly. So that part I like couldn't fully figure out, but I was okay with, but I still think it is so, so interesting to think that a man who literally said that he saw ghosts there mm-hmm. is now a ghost there himself. Yeah, that's kind of, that's fucking crazy. Wild. But I loved yes. it. I love the haunting. Yeah. I, it's funny because I normally, like, when I listen to podcasts, I'm not a huge fan of the haunting stuff. But when I hear someone tell me it, like someone I know, mm-hmm. I enjoy it. You know oh, what good. I mean? Which is awesome. Like, I can't wait mm-hmm. for spooky season. Like, I'm, yes. I definitely want to, I want to cover some haunting stuff. I'm, I, the first thing yep. that pops in my head is um, the Queen Mary. Ooh. I want to cover the Queen Mary. I like, love the Queen Mary, so yeah. I will be so there yes. for it. I think during spooky season, that's when I'm going to be covering the poltergeist and, yes. like, all of that stuff. And, like I said, I'm going to be coming on here and telling you all of my spooky, scary stories. Oh, which there are a lot, and they're There's fucked a lot. up. They're fucking terrifying. So, like, that one is going to be... I have to sit down and, like, make a timeline because I'm really bad at figuring out how to tell my own stories without yeah. forgetting. Because, like, anytime I tell you any story, if I don't have mm-hmm. stuff, like figure it out I'm like oh shit I forgot to tell you this happened before yes, this exactly. so I don't want to jump all around and feel like too much of a crackhead so I'm gonna try to write out like a timeline of my ghosty experiences so it's more conducive to genuinely being able to listen to yeah. but I'm so excited to be able to tell you guys some of like the creepy experiences that I've had and there will also be some humor there because I told one of my spooky, scary stories to my dad at one point mm-hmm. and some really funny shit happened. So I'm going to tell you guys that. Love that. Like a story inside of a story. Love it. As per usual. But yeah, so it's a little hint into our spooky season. So yes. if you want to fo- if you want to keep up with all of that stuff, yeah. you can, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you can follow us on Instagram at figures in the dark you can follow us on twitter send us a tweet at, at figures in the dark but dark spell d-r-k yes and then you can follow us on facebook share on the page send us a message at, at figures in the dark yes and then you can send us a email send us like case suggestions any spooky stories i know mm-hmm. um next episode i'm gonna be reading something that one of our listeners sent to us yeah. so very excited so about excited. that so we want to do more of that type of stuff especially when it comes to spooky season absolutely so you can and if email, you do yes. send those things please let us know if you want us to share yes. your name like what details you want us exactly. to share your pronouns like yes if you don't want the names that are in your story to be need them to be changed, let us know yep, so we exactly. can change them. Things like that. We always want to be super yep. respectful to you guys. And so you can send those uh, emails to us at figures in the dark podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on Amazon Music, Google Podcast, uh, Spotify, Anchor. Yeah, I think that's yeah, pretty I much it. Yeah, I think that's it. those. Uh, so like, review, rate, subscribe yes. on all of those. It like helps make us easier to search on each of yes. those. When like the more you guys follow on there. Yes. But thank you so much. We appreciate you guys for listening. Thanks for listening. And as always, beware the figures in the dark. All right. Bye. bye.